Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and Christy is here. Hello, mentors. Wonderful to be with you. Today, we are going to talk about breakdowns and specifically talk about a couple of ways that we can work with breakdowns. So as we think about our mentoring relationships, or we think about our own lives, breakdowns happen all the time. And I don't know, maybe for me, they just happen daily, but I just notice there's always something that just doesn't seem to go as planned. We're looking forward to bringing this topic to you today to give us some options and some ways to work with them in our own lives as mentors and also in our match relationships. So while we're talking about breakdowns, we're bringing to you a way of being with breakdowns or working through breakdowns with the topic of exploring possibilities and trade-offs. So we're going to be taking a deeper dive as we prepare for the uh, for this topic into don't know, don't know, nine dots, what's at risk, try on, and comfortable being uncomfortable. So exploring possibilities and trade-offs requires us to pull on each of those distinctions and the concepts of those distinctions to hold the space for exploring possibilities and helping our youth and ourselves identify the trade-offs that keep us focused on what we're really up to and what we're intending to bring about. And so as we dive into these today, we're going to also explore a framework that's going to give us a tool, one tool that we can use to work through these own breakdowns and bring in these concepts of possibilities and trade-offs. If we step back and think about what are possibilities, they are all of the possible paths, the different options that one can take the different types of experiences in which we could invest our energy and effort into and recognizing that it's, you know, it's the possibilities beyond maybe the current path that I'm already on. It's something different. And exploring alternatives and possibilities becomes one of the ways that we can work with our own breakdowns by exploring those different possibilities, those alternatives, it gives us the opportunity to see what are all of the choice points that I have in front of me? What are all of the options that I can take from here right now that I see possible? Market, when we talk about possibilities in this way, one of the things that I, I notice about human behavior is it's, especially in our culture and in our society here in the West is, that we are a culture of doing, a culture of action, a culture of productivity. And what that can have us do is miss the exploration of the possibilities. And possibilities really help us understand what actions are required or needed or called for right now in this moment. And it's oftentimes a skill set our youth don't have because they've gotten caught up in just do something. And sometimes because there isn't the, the slowdown, the, pos- the opportunity to explore all of their choice points that they feel, our youth may feel disempowered, they may feel hopeless, they may feel like that they don't have agency or power over their own lives. And, and we're continually perpetuating that by calling on them to just do something. 
And so when we're talking about a framework or the, the, the conversation of possibilities, this is an opportunity for us as mentors to develop this capacity. And we might need to develop it in ourselves to notice all the ways we just take action and go into motion. But for a young person who's seeing that, who may not have as much experience to kind of organically or naturally be considering the possibilities at the same time, we have to slow down as the adults in their lives to demonstrate what this looks like. So when our youth can see that they have choices, that they have possibilities, even those that they may not prefer or want, they actually start to build their qualities of creativity, their sense of freedom, um, that they can start to see their own agency and decide for themselves. But if they aren't able to see the possibilities and the, and the choice point that they have and that they do have agency to make decision, then we can go through life feeling like a victim or feel like life is always happening to us. So this is a really important topic um, and a really important skill set that we can bring into the lives of our youth to help them be more in their qualities of creativity and more in their uh, the freedom that's in their life um, and to see it and to be able to act more and more from it. Yeah, what hit me as you were sharing, Christy, was this realization that if I can step back and see all the possibilities and really sense into the choice points, I don't know, but for me, it uh, it brings about a sense of, of, um, of comfort in knowing that there's just so many different ways that I can approach this intended outcome. And it, it relieves some of the pressure of having to get it right, of um, fearing failure if I don't get it right, but just knowing, oh my gosh, we got a lot of different ways. And so how can we you know, yes, invest the time and energy to move forward and to learn along the way and know that there's always opportunities to shift and to flex and, and tweak from there. And I think it helps me to remember that new pathways is one example of a, an alternative path for our youth. Our youth were given a choice at the time that they were enrolling in our program of whether to be in this program or not. They had a choice of continue life as they knew it or join new pathways and consider some other possibilities, one of awakening their, their full human potential. And they chose this path. Um, that that's one way that they started to begin to make choices uh, and to see their choices and that there are other possibilities. So now that they've made that choice, how do we help them see the other possibilities and know that there are multiple ways, as you just said, to reach an intended outcome. And I might take one path, which means I'm trading off another path and it may not take me where I want to go, but I can always then when I realize I'm not where I want to be, stop again look at all of my possibilities from there and choose another path. And that's what we mean here at New Pathways when we talk about the possibility of all possibilities. I don't know them until I take one step forward and can see what opens from there. And then from there, I take another step and see what opens from there. And it's the possibility of all possibilities continually to emerge before me that helps me move to my destination. But in order to do that, we have to know how to explore the, the alternatives and when we need to stop and explore the alternatives, because sometimes we don't catch the moment that we have choice to do that. Yeah, and one of the things that might tell us there's a need to explore alternatives could be when we feel really stuck and we're not sure how to move forward. We just feel defeated, held back. 
And so this could be a really great opportunity to sense into what else could be possible from here. We also might notice that the pathway that we're on, it feels like it's moving too slowly. And as we look at the timing of reaching a really important goal or milestone, we get a sense that we're not gonna hit it. We're not gonna reach it in time. And it could impact a lot of great things coming forward in our future. So what we've pointed to is that it's, it's a matter of helping our youth know that they have a wide range of responses and possibilities and alternatives to choose from. And I always try to remember this, even the ones that they don't want or don't prefer, it's important for us as mentors to list them or, or to bring them into the conversation so they can see it. So for example, it could be like, I, I, you could not take the math test and you could get an F. Like that is a possibility. So helping them see it helps them see they actually have a choice to study, um, et cetera, that it can come into their agency. So what you've pointed out is starting to notice when we're stuck and then think of all the possibilities and help create a, a, a really good list. It doesn't have to be a hundred list of possibilities, but a good three to five at least. So youth feel like there's a range of possibility. And that's what moves us into the conversation of trade-off. Now that I know what some of my possibilities are, can I then start to look at what is the action that takes me closest to what I want um, in a way that I aligns maybe most with my values, my intentions, um, that can have me invest my time and my energy most specifically in that area, which might mean I'm trading off something else and spending less time in that. So when I choose to have a good grade, I might be choosing also at the same time to spend less time with my friends at the movies. It's a trade-off. Um, but can we help our youth understand when we make commitments, we're also trading off something else so that we have room to actually honor what we're giving our word to when we make a choice. And as mentors, I think about we're very familiar with trade-offs. We think about just even the time in this program that we're intentionally giving up energy, space, time to be with others in our life uh, by showing up for our youth and workshops and outings, spending the important time with our program coordinators to uh, share about what's happening for us and where we can move forward. So we, we recognize that all of this time and energy is taking us away from something else. And so um, we're investing that time and energy in a, in a space, in an intentional space and way that we want um, to bring about change and transformation for a youth in need. And our youth may not understand this. They may be trying to cram everything in their life and then not be getting where they want and realize that they've made a lot of commitments but aren't honoring many of them. And that's why it's not just important to list the possibilities, it's then important to talk about what the trade-offs will need to be or can be um, so that our youth can actually honor the commitment that they've made. So some examples of when we might have a conversation with our youth um, that it's time to have a conversation of trade-off is, or even the conversation of trade-off with ourselves as mentors, is when we notice that we're feeling stretched really too thin, that our time and our resources are limited. It could be that it shows up for us as a feeling of being overwhelmed. And it's time to pause and say, what am I really committed to? What are the possibilities of where I can spend my time? Uh, what am I up to? And what might I need to trade off to do that? 
can also be when, as you pointed to earlier, we've gotten to a certain point in our path and we realize maybe we're not where we thought we would be in regards to our intentions or our goals or what we're wanting to bring about in our life. And we need, we realize that the path we're on isn't going to get us there. Or maybe we're up against an external deadline, like a scholarship application or a project being due at work. And the way we've been going about it isn't going to get us there in the time frame. That's an, that's an opportunity. That's a, a, a trigger point for us to say, I might need to choose a better option than the path I'm on to trade off this other thing to get there in this way faster. So when we recognize a better option might get us there faster. Or when the probability of our success, um, and as you all know, mentors, we measure success in a lot of different ways here, not just as pass-fail in our projects or goals, but what we're learning. But when I learned that my probability of success can be improved by investing my time and energy in a different way, um, that's time to make a trade-off in my possibilities as well and have that conversation with our youth. So those are some cues of when trade-off conversations might be needed. And we've also pointed to um, knowing when possibility conversations need to occur as well. So we want to pull that together for you, mentors, as a framework for working through breakdowns by exploring possibilities and trade-offs. So Mark, would you talk, talk us through the first step of these four steps of this framework? Certainly. The uh, first step is about clarifying the problem and the objective. So before we even start to think about what are all the possibilities or what are the possible trade-offs I might take on right now, it's stepping back to say, what is the true challenge here? What is it that I'm trying to accomplish or we're trying to accomplish, or if I'm supporting my youth, what is it that you're trying to accomplish here? We're really understanding the problem and what it is that we're trying to achieve. This is, I think, really an important piece to make. It's, it's um, some language I oftentimes use is what's the root cause, not what's the problem that's on the surface here, but what's really going on beneath. Because if it's, you know, we're trying to get, and I always use grades as just kind of a superficial example for this conversation, mentors, but it could be anything. But if, if it's that I'm trying to get a, an A in my class or even just pass my class and I keep bearing down as the mentor of study, 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 but I haven't taken the opportunity to really listen to my youth and that they're not able to sleep in their home environment then their brain may not be able to function and focus on the studying. So I may not be solving the root cause, or as Mark framed it in this, clarifying the real problem, the true challenge, and working on the root aspect of it, not just the top surface of it. So when we're working with breakdowns, we have to make sure we're getting to the true challenge and what we're really trying to accomplish and to understand what the possibilities might be. And that takes us to phase two or step two, which is once I'm clear about the true challenge and what I'm trying to accomplish is determine where it fits in my priorities. I may have lots of priorities going on in my life, so I need to determine the priority of this problem and this objective. Is it important to me? Is it worth pursuing in relationship to other priorities? And this step of determining priority has me then to assess what is my commitment level to this particular priority and in relationship to the other priorities in my life. Can I take it on right now? Does it fit into my life and all the things I'm up to? 
What's the priority of this? And sometimes it's okay with our youth to say there is a problem. And this may not be the priority right now. We're going to focus on these other three. We're going to keep it on our list and come back to it when we have some ground underneath us with other priorities. That's okay. Or we might learn from our youth, like this is really important to them. And so we we learn that this is more of a priority than some other things that maybe we've been pushing. And sometimes getting up, what makes this makes me think about is for our youth, sometimes relationships are their priority where we as mentors want it to be academics. And so we really have to listen and determine what's the priority and what's of value to our youth and what they're committed to right now. And then from there, we can step into step three, which is inviting us to create a full range of all of the alternatives or possibilities, and then actually assessing and analyzing them to to just see their feasibility. What are the, the consequences? What might come from these? And I think about before we even start to necessarily think about what all is possible, we, we got to get a sense of what have we tried so far? What are, what are the possibilities that we've maybe have taken advantage of or stepped into? Because uh, then that helps us to see what other alternatives are there beyond that. And so how can we reassess or conscience, consciously see um, those different possibilities that, again, we've taken action on before? And then we can also then just be really creative. And I, I think about whether it's ourselves or we're in a conversation with our mentee, is let's just say, let's put everything on the table. It doesn't matter how absurd it seems about the possibility that it actually will happen, that it's really feasible. But let's just put it all, get everything out there. So really put on that creativity hat and allow us to just explore and have some fun in thinking about what are all of the steps from here. And this can invite us to start to think about two alternatives and possibilities could be, I have to develop some skills. I'm really realizing that I'm um, lacking this one specific skill, whether it's um, how to research online for something or how to have a really open and honest conversation with somebody and be vulnerable. And so one of the alternatives or one of the possibilities might be stepping into an experience where I can develop that skill first before I can actually take on another action. Uh, another example could be recognizing I don't have the supports that I need in my life to really move forward with this. And so, Chris, you gave the example earlier of kind of, um, you know, with, with grades and, and recognizing, yeah, I might be missing something like an alarm or, or different things like that. So, again, these, these possibilities, alternatives are really about stepping back and, and assessing what all is possible from here. And that takes us to uh, step four of the framework, which is then to select the best alternative for right now, may not be the best of all time, but the best for right now, what I have the capability resource to step into, plan out the next steps and consider the trade-offs. So it's taking all of those possibilities and alternatives and really asking which one would help me reach my intent and next steps. So which one am I going to take first? And I was having a great conversation uh, with a mentor this, this last weekend, and we were in a conversation about um, linear, linear stepping, so planning steps in a linear way, and that there's so many creative ways to think about um, planning steps forward for our youth. And one of the things we talked about is that in a, a culture where we come from, where there may not be a lot of stability, where there's a lot of crisis and chaos, um, our brain circuitry and our brain pathways may not have developed some of the 
capacity that's needed for linear step taking, which is a very specific skill in our society and in our culture that's necessary to move forward, to work in certain cultures, to learn in certain settings, um, et cetera. So the step planning out the next steps is a really important piece that we can hold as mentors with the youth instead of like, yeah, 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 I got it, is let's sit down and, and plan the next three smallest steps they can take and make sure that they're really understood. And then what trade-offs they'll have to make to make those steps. So if one of the steps, as you said, Mark, is to learn how to research online, I might have to go to, back in the days when we're not in a pandemic, but go to the library and take a little 45-minute class at College Depot about how to research online. Or I might come to New Pathways and work with my mentor and program coordinator here about actually researching and practicing that skill. That might be a step, which means my trade-off might be I'm not spending time with friends or I'm not spending time in video games. But being really clear that that trade-off has to occur um, in order to be up to what we want to be up to in our life. And so that we can put our energy where it's needed and not contradict ourselves or be in further breakdown because I don't understand why I'm not doing this other thing is maybe because I haven't traded off something to make room for it in my life. So the four steps of the framework to working through breakdowns and exploring possibilities and trade-offs are clarify the problem and objective, determine the priority, create a range of alternatives and analyze them, and then select the best, select the best alternative, plan out the next steps, consider the trade-offs, and the mentors be in the continual dialogue with youth about what they're learning, how they're doing, and be willing to continue to make possibility conversations, alternatives, and trade-offs based on each step and what progresses in the possibility of all possibilities from each move. And, you know, the one key other point I would I would share is that, you know, with this, this conversation around trade-offs is again, recognizing that our youth have not had a lot of experience maybe with this is helping them to see that um, you know, trading off doesn't necessarily mean I have to trade off something fully. It just might mean less time, less energy spending in certain areas. So we're not saying you can't spend time with your friends. It's how can we be intentional about where we're investing the time and energy. And a lot of times it might be just for now. So you can invest the time and energy in this specific area. So again, a great conversation of learning and recognizing that for our youth, it might seem like an all or nothing, and it doesn't have to be. The possibility of all possibilities exists there. So mentors, we will wrap with calling you to action in looking at breakdowns and exploring possibilities and trade-offs. So we want to invite you to be open on reflecting on some of your own breakdowns in your life. What is it like to be in breakdown? You know, it can feel really overwhelming. We can feel stuck. We can feel... Um, unsure and and really just sit there sometimes longer than we need to. So we invite you to think about some of the breakdowns you've had and what that felt like, what that experience was like, and what it what it really requires, what courage to get into the conversation of possibility. And one of the areas you could specifically explore this is breakdowns in your match relationships. Like think about times that you've experienced a breakdown with your mentee. What alternatives, looking back, might have been useful? What might you have needed to trade off to bring about the needed time and energy to work through the breakdown with your youth? 
So that would be one uh, call to action we have to you for you today, which is to reflect on your own breakdowns and particularly those in your in your match relationship. And another call to action we have is to think about and bring forward the intention of using this tool, this framework to support your own youth with their own breakdowns. And so we know that in an upcoming project plan, a goal that they're working toward, they're likely going to run into some sort of challenge. And so how can we help them to work through these four steps and develop that skill set to work through problems, to work through challenges, to see possibilities and explore where might I need to invest less time and energy in one specific area so I can bring forward some specific intention and action in an important priority in my life. Of course, we're going to invite you to have this conversation with your program coordinator. What are you noticing in your own reflection um, when you've tried on the practice of working through the framework with your youth in a breakdown that they're in? Um, share what you're learning with your program coordinator and how we can apply that um, and take this podcast into the application of your relationship with your program coordinator as well. So these are important skills that we are helping our youth develop for their awakening of their full potential and living the life that they dream and one that is truly possible with your help, with your support. And so we want to thank you for whatever trade-off you made today to listen to us in this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.